0: Welcome to A Bloody Mess, a badly researched true crime podcast. Here is episode 2 of the Glendick story. We hope you're all caught up. If not, this won't make any sense. No point wasting your time. We've got a lot to get through. Chen, hit the music. Then, as you've heard, we need to crack on. Chen is here. Hello. Aren't you? See, he's here. We need to crack on because we've both been drinking and this is going to be a two-hour episode otherwise. So, without further ado, carrying on with the story of your favourite dicks. Dicks. And I don't just mean me and Chen. Yeah. <laughs> so, although he was sentenced to life in prison, dicks only remained behind bars for 19 years. Am I right in thinking that life
1: in prison isn't actually... The rest of your life is a set set number of years.
0: Well, this is the thing. There is a difference here. There's a life sentence and there's life imprisonment. There's there's differing terms. Now, a life sentence is generally about, you know, people say, Oh, it's my 25th wedding anniversary. And I've got less if I'm a murderer. Way! Uh-huh. You know, like things like that. But essentially, yeah... Uh, he was sentenced to life imprisonment, basically. I don't think he was given a life sentence. I think he was sentenced to serve the rest of his life.
1: Well, apparently, in England and Wales, average life sentence prisoner serves around 15 to 20 years before being paroled.
0: See, part of me thinks the way the justice system is, the way sentencing is, it's, it's adequate. But if you've got to bear in mind, like, if you were 20 and your sister got murdered you'd be 35 and the guy would be like right let's go let's go and do some. let's go Nando's and it doesn't seem right does it Um, those convicted of exceptionally grave crimes remain
1: behind bars for a lot longer for example Ian Huntley was given a minimum term of
0: 40 years I kind of think we should cover Ian Huntley in a future episode but you know what's funny he keeps getting attacked in prison oh does he Yeah, and (laughs) because in prison, you've got to bear in mind, you're you're being put away with people who are there for uh, fighting, murder, organised crime, drugs, things like that. You're not there with a lot of people who kill kids. You're there with a lot of people who have kids. And Um, these people are basically... basically, Go on. No, no, sorry, you carry on. I was going to say, like, essentially what they did was they beat the shit out of him when he first got it. They beat the shit out of him so badly I had to go to hospital. Like the the prison hospital. Then, when he got released from the prison hospital, when he was, like, almost fully mended, they then threw a big vat of boiling water and sugar over him. Oh, God. Now, for the uninitiated, that basically means that the boiling water sticks to you because it forms a syrup. And they, they basically just let him get out of the infirmary and then put him back in there again. And they've been doing this for like the past, however long it's been. They let him get they let him get healed, they let him get reintroduced into the public, they give him a couple of weeks, they put him back in hospital again. Which I think, you can't argue with that, can you? No, it's um, deserved, let's just say deserved. 100%. The, the least, anyway. Now, back to Dick's. Uh, he did spend a significant part of his sentence in high-security psychiatric hospitals, as you'd expect, uh, before moving on to a gradual process of release. And this involved him being moved to a low-security Gloucester prison where the more relaxed regime would ready him uh, for the outside world. In the meantime, Redwich-born mother of six...
1: Sorry, I've got two questions on that, so... Okay. Was her child called six, or did she invent the number six, hence being called the mother of six?
0: Uh, she had six kids.
1: (laughs) Ah. Didn't even think of that option.
0: Before anyone... If, if anyone was to cast judgment on her, two of them were twins. So I don't know if that affects anything, but. Well, who, just would an judge, ordinary, how, who would judge anyone having six kids? She's just an ordinary woman, basically. Uh, she She's a uh, Reddish-born mother of six, Hazel Langford. Uh, met Dix through her son, Adam, 26, who'd been jailed for six months for motion offences, and had become friendly with Dix after they were cellmates. Do you think Adam knew he was becoming. <laughs> just dropped my phone. Fucking hell, that would exciting. I don't think I don't think Adam knew that you just dropped your phone because this was in like 1999. <laughs> but do you, th- do you think Adam knew he was
1: becoming friends with the murderer? Like I've had points on my license before, and you're still friends with me. But I yes, think it'd it, be it's it'd be different if I killed a woman.
0: You were yeah. on thin ice for a while. <laughs> but if I killed a woman, it'd be different. Yeah, i We'd would be uh... best friends. <laughs> we are best friends, you <laughs> prick. <group. laughs> basically neither Adam nor his mother Hazel knew that Dix was serving life for shooting right, dead okay. a woman in the 1970s until much later, basically until after Dix had manipulated his way into their lives and earned their trust. Right. Okay, now, okay. just adding further information to defend Hazel and Adam, because if you were in the wrong mood, you might think oh, she's she's a mother of a criminal blah blah blah, but he'd been given six months for mortifying offences that's literally like Some of the things I've got up to in my car, I would have got jail time for. I I find out later. Yeah. I don't just mean killing all those dogs. (laughs) 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 No, but I mean, like, there's certain levels of... like Six months is a a very short amount of jail time. And if he's jailed for six months, he might only have served two, three...
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And they might have made an example of him. They might have seen that he was getting progressively worse, and they had to like nip it in the bud. You know, don't pass any judgment on the family because they are a hundred percent without fault in this. Agreed. Yeah. Now, when Dix was sent to, to a nearby Bristol jail's psychotherapy ward to serve out the last stretch of his sentence, Adam Adam Langford Hazel's son, he'd already been released, but he still kept in touch because he was a, he was a good lad. Uh, he was disqualified from driving still, still didn't have a licence, uh, so his mother Hazel drove him to his prison visit so he could go and see his pal Glenn, which is fair enough, you know, you may, nice. make yep, a friend a inside. I mean, if, if you liken it to everyone has that one friend and places that they work that they want to keep in touch with.
1: Yeah, but you never do.
0: Yeah, you never do, but imagine if someone was like here will go and see them. Yeah. You kind of would, you, you would do, so that's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Hazel was driving her son Adam to the visit. She started coming inside. I mean, you wouldn't just sit in the car for the entire visit, would you? But then the thing you've got to bear in mind is Hazel was 50 and Glyn Dix was in his mid-40s. The pair of them began a friendship. They had plenty in common. Following these visits, he started to write to each other and Hazel found him to be warm, witty and charming in his letters.
1: Manipulative.
0: That's the thing. Perhaps this is him kind of is he almost self-censoring himself, like presenting the best possible version of himself?
1: Grooming is a word I would use.
0: That's actually a very good. Uh, that's actually a very good word to use. Grooming in the, not in the pedo sense of the world. Obviously, she's fifty. But but like as as a definition, that is a very good very good word for it. Thank thank you, James. You're welcome. Gold Star after the episode. <laughs> Following this, Hazel soon began to visit on her own. Ooh, dun dun dun.
1: A smell a relationship brewing.
0: Oh, exactly. And uh, not just between me and you. <laughs> uh, she, she had already been manipulated into doubting his conviction. When the family when her family said, you know, who's this guy going to see? You know, like who is he? What's he in prison for? And then her response was, "He was supposed to have committed a murder, but that it wasn't true." She's just, yeah, a bit defensive of him,
1: maybe. Yeah, we'll she be exactly, feelings, yeah. and you do that for people that you love and
0: you oh, like. 100%. You just, get,
1: oh, that person would never do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like when you said, "I didn't kill all those dogs." <laughs> You, you never would. You never would. I'd never killed dogs. no yeah. I fucking. I went out for a walk today, and I spent all the time trying to find dogs to stroke. <laughs> I was out for a walk, and I found someone stroking. A, a, but they weren't stroking it. I wanted to stroke it. They were walking a great big, some random bull breed. It was. It looked like a mastiff or a mm. great big American American bulldog. And I was, you know, when you try and walk fast, but you, I looked like I was doing a walking race, basically trying to catch up to this dog. <laughs> To stroke it. You can't and get I, that I, close James. I, well, I, well I was hoping that I could stroke it from two metres away because it was beautiful and it was this lovely great big jowly dog and as I was catching up to it, the person did a sharp right angle and went in their own house and I was ah. devastated. Arsehole. Yeah, I was I was gutted. It was heartbreaking. So I broke in. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I broke in, stayed two metres away. Yeah. he nothing wrong with that. No. So in 1999, Glendox was allowed release as part of his phased release. You know, makes sense. And he met her family. Now, the family initially had a bit of a funny vibe about Glendox. They were a bit like, "He's a bit of a, he's a bit of a strange one." But they dismissed this as Hazel seemed happy, and Adam had vouched for him. He'd been good to Adam when they were inside, and everything had been fine. If you really, if you think about it, if you're a family member that went to prison, think of all the people he could possibly been put in a cell with and instead of coming out saying yeah i got i got sexually assaulted he's come out and said yeah this boy's all right yeah yeah you know you kind of like thank you lucky stars Now you might be wondering what glenn said to hazel to explain away this murder that he was serving time for you know how did he say oh i was supposed to do a murder but i didn't you know i, I, I would thinking, like to okay. think right if yeah
1: i had a a family like a, a well, young well, you you do no, but you know what I mean. Like if I had children and they started bringing people home, and then like they were like, "Oh, this is my new boyfriend or girlfriend," oh, he's just been in jail for murdering someone. I'd be like, "Oh, hod the bus." Yeah, I wouldn't be like, "Well, actually, you you seem to vouch for him. He must be okay." I'd be like, no, get the get the fuck out of my house." <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm probably too nice. I would offer him a cup of tea.
0: Yeah, but you you know what the conversation? It's not it's not gone like that. The conversation is gone. Uh how's your cousin adam doing in prison and you've gone he's doing all right uh, he's he's uh, got a cellmate now and he seems to be getting all well with, well with him and then a couple of weeks later you're like how's how's your adam doing he's getting released soon he's like yeah he's really good friends with this bloke he's in, a, in his cell with he's, he's a nice guy he's gonna he says he's gonna visit him when he gets out and then a bit later on you're like how's your auntie hazel doing it's like oh she keeps driving adam to go and see his pal glenn he's yeah, glenn's yeah, getting out soon she keeps driving uh, adam to go see dicks <laughs> yeah exactly and then you hear more and more about this and then you think all oh, right fine and then you hear like so what is this glenn what's glenn in for and they say well glenn says he was wrongly commit wrongly accused of a murder and you're like what but at this point you already know that he's a nice guy he's looked after yeah, your nephew. I see. yeah 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 so that, that's what he's done it's a psychological term and this is the January term it's thin end of the wedge do you watch um, do you watch Brooklyn
1: Nine-Nine no no oh, it doesn't matter then there's one season where the main guy he ends up in jail and he becomes friends with a cannibal and it's really really funny
0: there's I, I've nothing against it I've just never sat down and watched more than an episode oh it's, it's, it's really it, funny it's really good it looks good really good but do you not remember that like I started watching Rick and Morty with you and I was like I'm not a fan and then I watched the first season and I was hooked.
1: I, I tried to get into it once, right? And then I was like, this is this is terrible. But then you, you sit and watch and you pay attention. Like, this is actually brilliant. Rick and Morty, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The, oh, the yeah.
0: thing with Rick and Morty was, at first, I started appreciating the storylines and the science. Like, the sci-fi element more than the actual humour. And then I kind of went, oh shit, this is being made by people like me. Who just can't make films, <laughs> like because they don't have the facility. <laughs> like they want to make a film, but they don't have the facility to. And then, you, then you look at it in a different light, and you go, "Actually, this is fucking brilliant." Yeah. And that's that's why I got into it. But it is, anyway it's really good. Glenn Dix, you might be wondering what Glenn said to Hazel to explain away this murder that he was serving time for. Now, he spun a big web of bullshit about what had happened to Pierre, saying that he was in an elite army unit. Exactly. You know, he started fucking yep. questioning that. And he'd been knocked unconscious. If he was that elite, how would they knock him unconscious? Eh? See? Nah. I see what you're doing. Picking holes in his story already. Uh, when he came to, there was a body <laughs> you're beside picking, him. You're
1: picking a, sh- a hole in the story already. Thirty years later.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't travel in time. <laughs> 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 oh, very good. Very good. Uh, when he came to, there was a body beside him and a shotgun in his hand. This is a completely different story to the one he told police in 1979, where he admitted committing the actual murder. Does this not remind you of um, Peter Manuel? Remember he was
1: um, used to send letters to his girlfriend saying that Peter was a Russian spy or something like that. I can't remember the details of it, but it was just absolute nonsense saying he was someone that he completely wasn't.
0: That's actually a good point. I mean, the thing that I was going to raise there was, if you want to get technical, uh, Shotguns and special forces. Shotguns in the army. Now, in the army, you would use a shotgun for either shooting a door off its hinges or close quarters combat. Yeah. Right. You use a 12 bore, and it'd be only, you're only going to use a shotgun in close situations because they're useless at long range. Yeah. Right? No. No. I agree. Yeah. When the when the aim is to kill someone or incapacitate someone, they're useless at long range. They fight at long range for target shoot. Well, I say target shooting for clay shooting or game or grouse or things like that you know it's fine but the other great big fault with this is the fact the shotgun he had was 410 that's the gauge of it you've heard of a 12 gauge or a 12 bore shotgun yes a 12 gauge his was a 410 which is a little baby shotgun 410 is uh generally what you'd give to someone when they were 12 and they wanted to start going shooting with you yeah
1: okay yeah i see
0: or it or it's a very good caliber for a, a very. It means that your gun's very light. You can shoot small things. If you're only shooting rats, it's ideal.
1: Anything's so it's, ideal for
0: shooting rats. Well, exactly. But what I mean is, you wouldn't use this gun, you know, in the army. So that's another thing that I didn't bring up in the last episode. But basically, it was a relatively small caliber shotgun, and. It's kind of suggesting if he didn't do a crime, then there's another crime happening that he's just decided not to report. But anyway, it's, it's all bullshit because he's made it up. But as you can see, the manipulation has started again. Yes, yes it has. Now, on the 5th of November 1999, Glyn Dix married Hazel Langford whilst on day release. When, sorry? 5th of November 1999.
1: Okay, we need to remember, remember, the fifth of November, right? Carry on. You know why, don't you?
0: No. My granddad's birthday.
1: Who oh, is it? Mm. Guy Fawkes. Yeah. Is that your granddad? That that is my granddad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you dick. That is the fifth of November, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 He's bonfire night. Yeah. Yeah. No. You got to bear in mind he's gone and got married to a woman, and then they've gone. I love you, I love you too, alright, see you tomorrow, and he's gone back to prison. Yeah, to get bummed. Well, depends what his wedding wedding night was like. (laughs) But this this is just one of those things. Anyway, he was released on life license in 2001. So if you're not sure what life license is,
1: here was my take on it after a quick Google search. You know what parole is? Once a prisoner has served their minimum term, they... They can be released on parole, basically, under some sort of supervision. Um, they have to be monitored and check in with an officer, etc., etc. For a specified length of time. Well, What kind of officer? A parole officer. Alright. A life license is basically like you're on parole, but for the rest of your life. You're basically on just a constant supervision, constant have to
0: check in, <laughs> stuff like that. Does this have conditions related to your crime? Like, if you had a crime that, like, was related to, I don't know, you can't go near that area again. Say you had a crime that was related to kids, you can't go near a school. And I would, like I would that. guess
1: so. I didn't go into that much research, but I would guess so. Yeah.
0: So it's so it's not so it's not just like you've got to check in once a week and make sure you're not doing crimes. You've actually got to be. You're released with conditions particular to yourself. and each case, is different. I would imagine so, yes. Right. It it sounds
1: like you're kind of coaching me into saying these things, yes, James. You're right.
0: No, no. I was generally asking the question.
1: So basically, you're on life license for being a paedophile. You're not allowed to go back to school because you've already
0: had your education. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Stuff like that. Uh, What about night school? Because generally, kids are in bed by then. That just depends on the person, I think. Okay, that's fine.
1: (laughs) What about Sunday school? No, definitely not
0: Sunday school. Jesus Christ. You're crazy. Jesus Christ, literally. What? Upon his full release, Dix moved (laughs) into Hazel's home with her and her son Adam, his friend. At this point, Dix appeared. Is that when,
1: like, just. Glenn and Adam just took their pants off? (laughs)
0: Fucking hell. Dix have appeared. At this point, (laughs) Dick's appeared to have turned his life around. Sorry, okay, I see, I see, I see. But after a couple of years, we'll see this was not the case at all. Pants are still on. (laughs) Now, taking back to the start of the previous episode... Saturday 19th of June 2004 Yes,
1: the Nigerian oil pipeline I remember that very clearly Uh, That was 2003
0: Hazel Hazel Dix, age 54, was found murdered at the house in Seymour Drive uh, in the Aberdale area of Redditch, Worcestershire Is that where the sauce is made? Not at that house No, but A a woman was killed there Oh Sorry Hazel's children discovered Dick standing over his wife's maybe, lifeless body. Maybe, the blood is the secret ingredient. Seriously, <laughs> are you are you actually are you actually? Yeah, that that's that makes sense. Hazel's children discovered Dick standing over his wife's <laughs> lifeless body in their kitchen, naked, motionless, still holding the knife. The kitchen was full of blood. He had taken off his clothes to wash them. As they were covered in blood And he had already washed the tools and kitchen implements clean Dix was acting as if nothing was wrong He gave the explanation that he'd been arguing Over what to watch on the TV He made no attempt to flee But he also showed no signs of remorse Like
1: I mean I hate RuPaul's Drag Race But I would never consider
0: killing my girlfriend over it To be honest The argument uh, that I read was that one of them wanted to watch the wrestling, and one of them wanted to watch the football. Oh, really? That's literally it, and there's uh, nothing says which is which because obviously you've got to bear in mind he's talking shit; he's making this up. You know, the reason why this doesn't make sense is because it's not true. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's nonsense in that. Hundred percent. Now the
1: pathologist. It would always you, be the wrestling over football. Obviously. I don't like football. <laughs> I don't like wrestling. I've got BT Sport, and
0: they've now got the wrestling, and it's oh my god, it's so bad. When you say the wrestling, what wrestling is it? WWE. It's kind of uh, I've nothing against it, and it's one of the things. It's a bit like football. I wish I wish I liked it because it looks fun. They're it looks they're fun like th- like the,
1: the wrestling that I know people say it's fake, and it, it technically you know it is fake, but they're still top top athletes. They're very very fit and very strong.
0: The thing is, the outcome is fake. However, the punches are fake. Yes, but the men are still throwing themselves off the top ropes and landing on the 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 thing, the floor, yeah. and they're still they're still like putting themselves through a lot for entertainment. And you've got to bear in mind, it's not like they're doing this mad technique of the high jump. That's like the most efficient technique. They're throwing themselves off into steel chairs and tables. They're hurting oh, themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they they actually are. It's actually quite it's quite interesting yeah you, you, uh, one thing to look into is if you look into traumatic brain injury with uh, American football players and also wrestlers such as uh, well Chris Benoit is a case to look into what do you think that was due to wrestling uh, I'm or steroids well no 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 it's um, it's almost <sighs> there's a lot of evidence pointing towards that it was due to traumatic brain injury because Benoit's apparently Benoit's finishing move was like landing on his head. <laughs> Oh really? I'm, like, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I used to, say,
1: not, um, I... used to go out with a wrestler, a girl who did wrestling, and me and my friends and her, we would go to a wrestling pub quiz. Was it the Undertaker? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> um, we named we named our one of our team names after Chris Benoit, right? Right. Can't, I can't remember the exact name. It was it was probably quite offensive. The guy killed his family for God's sake, and then the quiz master put it on his page. He was like this team won because we won the quiz and yeah. then um, it was like this team with an offensive name won the quiz and then someone commented on Facebook saying oh haha very funny imaginative name or something like that so the next quiz we did just say that guy's name was James Foot right for example yeah. our, our next team name for the next quiz was fuck you James Foot
0: <laughs> so you were really going for rather than wit you are going for offense
1: yes we got um the, the quidmaster was like, You cannot name yourselves that. We were like, We will fucking do what we want. And we even got applauded by our rival team. Every every time we had the quiz we had a rival team. It was the same guys and they even applauded us for that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, me and I say and we Margaret won the quiz. Go. I had I had no input whatsoever. We just had two other guys who just knew everything there was to know about wrestling
0: because they were wrestlers, did they have the whole deep wrestler's voice and every time they got a question out, right, they were like, Grr! No,
1: no, the, the two guys, it was just the the girls with the time, she was a wrestler but the the two guys, they, they weren't wrestlers they just watched wrestling
0: Right, have you always wondered like, I mean, I, I'm not going to knock wrestling at all, if you like it, you like it fine, I kind of wish I liked it because it looks great fun, so I'm not knocking it but, have you noticed they've all, a lot of the wrestlers, when they get to a certain point have that steroid voice I don't know what a steroid voice is well no neither do I but like Steve Austin and like oh they go yeah well you know that you need to do this he's from Texas and fucking massive no, no 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 no, not the accent but like the tone and timbre of his voice it just sounds like they all sound the same they've all got that yeah. the, the old, all the wrestlers have that steroid voice it's probably just me hearing what a real man sounds like
1: yeah. <laughs> so I was just
0: thinking of a way to put that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, No, but me and Lindsay used to do a pub quiz quite often and we'd always put our team name as set to fail because it was funny, we were shit, and it's a of God song.
1: Oh, it is a of God song.
0: Yeah, and that was always like a bit of a a running joke. We we are the only people that found ourselves a local that was like 28 miles from my house.
1: (laughs) Whenever I did pub quizzes, we always seemed to want to have the most offensive name and it was really weird. We got. I was in depend- one where we're
0: called Dead Like Dando. Oh, it depends on the pu- It depends on the pubs that you're in. If you're yeah. in like a student town and there's young people there, that's fine. But if you're in a town where it's called things like Jerry Rafferty's Gambling Society or something like that, then you can't really call yourself the McCanns Babysitter Club. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: um we entered one and the quizmaster was
0: Irish and it was very after
1: you know. This must have been about four or five years ago. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of Irish students were on holiday somewhere and their balcony collapsed. Right. So we called ourselves the Irish Balcony Party. And we won We won best team name. Oh. And I've got a, b- a bottle of blue sours that's been sitting in my cupboard. I've actually got it and I've had it for
0: about five or six years. You should find some random cocktail you can make with that for us to drink when we're up. Well, I'll just drink it now while we do the rest of this podcast. This
1: podcast has probably lasted longer than the last episode and we're not even halfway through it.
0: That's probably true, but, you know, fuck them, it's free.
1: <laughs> is that your new thing I've noticed? It's like, <laughs>
0: They're is, not paid, it's, do what we want. It was. It's a response to people criticising other podcasts. It's not so much about ours, but it's a response to people criticising other, other people's podcasts. And I feel like saying, like, look, this is free entertainment. Who gives yeah. a fuck? If you don't like it, don't listen to it. It's like... I, I am a big fan of certain podcasts. Some podcasts I will listen to every episode. And if I get halfway through an episode and I'm not liking it, turn I will it just switch, turn it off. Yeah. And then you go, okay, this like this one wasn't for me. I don't know if that's to do with my age or to do with my intelligence or... Sometimes you're just not feeling it. Exactly. But that's fine. That's allowed. Yeah. But in um, the same way with some podcasts, the episode subjects that I've thought I don't fancy this topic at all have been the funniest. So always you should always give them a go. But there's times when like say, for example, Joe Rogan's interviewing someone I don't find interesting. I'm not gonna watch that. I'm not gonna listen to someone talk about sports nutrition. Exactly, yeah, you know. That'd be like telling a dog about track days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so who set you off? Is it people that are slagging off the last podcast?
0: It's been on my mind for a while. People saying the last podcast off. And at the end of the day, you just say, look, it's free. If you don't like it, you don't People complain that People complain they're not covering enough serial killers. People complain they're not covering enough aliens. And I've recently gone to their Patreon. And the Patreon app is terrible. I'm tempted to still keep on contributing to the Patreon app. Because I think if you like something, you should pay for it, to be honest. I'd be the first to complain if they stopped doing it. But also, the app is awful. It doesn't remember where you are in a podcast if you shut it down more than a few times. Oh, really? Yeah, and like the the app doesn't have... Imagine if the only form of the app was the the podcast street-like feed. You can't go into a podcast and sit like... At the minute, if I open the Patreon app up, it shows every single episode, front to back, regardless of whether I've played it or not, whether it's new. So... It's just, this is a conversation for a, d- yeah. a telephone, a Let's phone crack call, on, so
1: I made a terrible joke about not killing my girlfriend over a RuPaul drag race. Exactly. Yeah.
0: The pathologist in charge of cataloguing the body parts found this case especially shocking, even despite his 20 years of experience. Hazel had been stabbed twice in the chest and twice in the neck, signifying a savage attack. To be fair, this is almost a blessing because it signifies that she died quite quickly. One of the, I think at least one of the knife wounds punctured her heart, so she would not have been alive for what followed. Glyn Dix then set to her body with several different tools and implements, including a knife, hacksaw and scissors. Her body was completely dismembered into 16 parts using scissors, knives and a hacksaw, as mentioned, amongst others. Her hands, feet and fingers had been removed. Her arms, legs and head had been sawn off. Her severed arms and legs were then sawn into several pieces with the aforementioned hacksaw. He had also removed the skin and flesh from her chest, revealing her ribs. He had opened up her chest cavity to remove her heart, her liver and her kidneys.
1: Now, all this because she wanted to watch the wrestling. Or maybe she wanted to watch the football. We don't know. Maybe we'll never
0: know we'll never know but I don't obviously that's not the real reason
1: no I know now I, ha- I haven't done any research into this case at all so until I read the last paragraph of your script when you sent it to me I didn't realise the extent of the crime
0: yes exactly
1: but I couldn't shake off the excuse of arguing what to watch on TV now imagine coming home yep you, s- you see your mother not only dead but chopped into 16 pieces well, you wouldn't know how many pieces you wouldn't really be counting would you but then the man who clearly did it is saying, oh, we just argued over what to watch on TV. I mean, did they expect them to be like, oh, makes makes sense now, we'll help you clean up.
0: To be, really, to, to be honest, I don't think that he was justifying it. I think that the fact they were arguing over what was on TV was a later tradition. I think, that, uh. I think that he was found mid-clean-up and he'd said, oh, we had an argument. That was the yeah. only thing you could think of to like justify yeah. why he'd attacked her. It's really hard not to hate the guy.
1: He's killed his wife in a very grotesque way. But it's also important to remember what we talked about last episode. He had yeah. a condition and quite possibly didn't really know
0: what he was doing. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, that is that is a good point. The man was... Uh, he did have a uh, schizophrenia that was compounded with also other conditions. So, yeah, yeah, so...
1: Unlike a killer who kills for the pure satisfaction, the need to kill, he, he's not done that. So, But I am
0: not in any way, shape or form defending him. Kind of sounds like he defended it. Fuck you. <laughs> That's all I got. When the police arrived, he was still standing naked in the kitchen, emotionless. He told officers that he'd stabbed his wife Hazel during an argument and that he'd also heard a voice in his head telling him to chop her body to pieces because she liked the place to be clean. He admitted the murder and was soon behind bars. Similar to the case of Pia Overbury's murder, he refused to give any details about the true nature of Hazel's death. Now, whether that was down to the fact that he was being intentionally deceptive, whether it was down to the fact he was in the midst of a psychotic episode and and then had basically... You know that... You know the... uh, phenomenally say that if you repeat something enough you start to believe it. Yes. Which also helps with self-esteem and confidence and things yes. like that but it also can can be like a, a negative thing as well. We have a good podcast, we have a good podcast, we have a good but, podcast, we have a good podcast. But you know you don't always use it to lie, lie to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he may have been hearing himself like I get the impression with this person that he says the first thing that comes to his head then sticks to it. Yeah. And then he he almost hears that into his ears and then says it again. Yeah. So I kind I of feel what that's, that's what's happened with this. The reason why he's not giving any more details about the true nature of her death is because he doesn't know them. Because he was he was out of it. Yeah. I see where you're getting at. I see where you're getting at. they yeah. following this. Hazel's family began their own investigations. I'm not saying they had PIs and that, but they did They start looking into the crime scenes more often. And one kind of sad thing to, to point out is that because the police realised this was a bit of an extreme crime and it was completely out of the ordinary of what they were used to, they realised they had to get specialists in to look at the crime scene. Due to this, they uh, actually left Hazel's body in the flat under police guard overnight and that was Jesus. extremely distressing for the family the, the yeah. body was just led there on, on the cold kitchen floor and the family uh, in interviews with the family later they said that was extremely distressing and they said they understood why but they thought it could have been gone about in a better way and I think that's something that could be learned from this you don't do that
1: no you don't but the police officers right they're the ones who left the, the body there yeah
0: I don't think it was any individual officers on site I don't think it was there. Decision. I think it was the fact that they each of them had decided to escalate it to a more serious crimes di- division department. So that's,
1: that's kind of what I mean. It's like they've probably yeah. got no experience in this whatsoever. So they they're looking at it like I well, don't even know what the fuck enough to do here. Does that yeah,
0: makes sense. Yeah, they were basically like. I mean, I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking the police because this is Midlands. It's a big area. I'm not knocking the Muslim's police because they've probably looked at this and gone, you know, we, need, we know what we need to do. However, the people they need to contact are most likely specialists. Yep. And if you're at a point in the police where you can specialise, you're generally on a higher pay grade than most people. And perhaps one of the luxuries that affords you is to not be bothered on a Saturday night. Yeah, no, no, I see where you're going. at. I see so where you're getting Maybe that Saturday night, half past six phone call became a Sunday morning, eight o'clock in the morning phone call. I see what you mean. People do stuff on a Saturday night. Exactly. You know. I mean, they could have been at Nando's. Not, not during lockdown, though. But. No, I mean, what what I do on Saturday night seems to do every night. Try and find that cat that keeps calling my garden.
1: <laughs> try oh, and find a
0: reason to smile.
1: Do you know how to find out if it's a, a male or female? Go on. Check if it's got a Dix Glenn dicks. Back to the podcast.
0: Yeah, but the fact. See what is, I did that... there. I, I see what you did there, but the fact is cat sticks go back up inside them. <laughs> so you need to check for them you need to check for their balls. But if they've been fixed they don't have balls. So you need to kinda of pick this cat up and you try to win this cat's trust and if you pick the cat up and turn it upside down, it's gonna be like, What the fuck are you doing? That's
1: fair enough. Um Check for nipples, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Fine. Well I've got two. You've got two.
0: Yeah.
1: I've got four. That's a different story. But two in a box
0: (laughs) right where were we Hazel's family began their own investigations soon realising that there was something altogether darker than a relationship breakdown behind the killing it was apparent that this murder had all the hallmarks of a ritualistic killing now all the listeners are going fucking hell he's going to start about satanism now not yet not yet there were lit candles in the kitchen Murals on the kitchen walls, including one that possibly depicted the murder scene and the family realized the murder had occurred on the summer solstice A date linked to ritualistic killing Hazel's family began more and more to believe her murder to be a sacrifice They discovered a photo of Dixie's playing a hand gesture linked to devil worship Basically very similar to the cliched heavy metal horns that you see people doing at gigs, but pointed downwards uh, for those of you who don't listen to metal, shame on you. Uh, this is basically folding your middle finger and ring finger in whilst leaving your index finger and little finger st- sticking forwards and your thumb out to the side, kind of like what Spider-Man does to shoot his webs. Uh, in the photo, Dix was making this pose and pointed it downwards, presumably towards hell.
1: Now, I looked into the origin of this sign, and it's been used throughout many cultures and countries over a long period of time. Right. Its main use seems to be um, to ward off evil demons, bad luck and such like. You'd hold your arm away from you and point your fingers, pointing away, kind of like, stay away. Yes, and we both did the symbol there, just for you listeners who are blind, I don't know.
0: Well, they're not here.
1: Ah, the listeners who can't see, so you're blind. However, <laughs> it's now very popular amongst music fans, as James said. The origins from this, especially in the metal world, seem to come from the late Ronnie James Dio Dio
0: Dio Dio, Who everyone's used... favorite midget. Was he small? He was only like five foot two or something. Definitely. Oh, was he really? He was. Um, he was basically, from all accounts, he was a lovely little man. I in in the olden days of uh, Christ, we're going back probably. How old am I? Twenty years now. Yeah. In the days of Yahoo Pool. Uh, I used to uh, speak to someone who was in the metal scene and she was basically say she was like in there as like I think she was a journalist or something I don't know how I got speaking to her but basically she said that she once uh, uh, met Ronnie James Dio and she said he was lovely he was the nicest man you could ever meet but he was like A little midget. He was tiny. (laughs) She said he was like, and she was average height for a woman. She was like normal height, and she said that he was just like a tiny little man, but he was lovely. So this lad, Ronnie James Dio,
1: um, used the symbol when playing with Black Sabbath. He learned the symbol from his grandmother, who was presumably Italian. Yes, as in Italy, the symbol was used to ward off the evil eye or malocchio, malocchio, malocchio. It's me, Malocchio. Hey, cappuccino. So the evil eye is a curse or legend believed to be cast by a malevolent glare, usually given to a person when they're unaware. Many cultures believe... um, Unaware of the the... glare. (laughs) Many cultures (laughs) believe that receiving (laughs) the evil eye will cause misfortune or injury. There you go. That's the origin of disease. No, that's an aborted
0: song, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. No problems. It's okay. I will forgive you for that. Horrifically, Dix had severed Hazel's middle and ring fingers, leaving her hand disfigured in this this manner, in a permanent salute to his imaginary Dark Lord. It's not good, that, is it, really? No, not at all. It It looks bad, doesn't it? It's just. Oh, it's it looks just, bad.
1: The whole situation is bad. But you know, yeah,
0: everything's everything's bad. It's just bad news. It's just bad, bad, bad. News. Yeah, fake news. Now, no, it's, this is real. This is real news. Yeah. The occult obsession does not end there. Dix is painting many murals on the walls in his home.
1: Just well, I said fake news there, right? It just reminded me of something here. Donald Trump, well, right? Yeah. People hate him, right? People do. That's fine. Okay, but. Do you not think his Twitter is hilarious?
0: I would think it was hilarious if he was not the uh, ruler oh, of the most powerful man.
1: country in the world. He is a total internet troll, isn't he? You see, the, the funniest one, right? You know Tool, don't you? You know Tool. The guy yeah. is a James Maynard. He's a total prick. James isn't Maynard, King, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and Tool weren't on Spotify. Yeah. Now they're on Spotify. Don- <laughs> and Donald Trump tweeted out, Tool weren't on Spotify under Obama. Just saying.
2: Fucking hell. seriously.
1: <laughs> it was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever
0: seen. That's incredible. I'm, I'm pretty sure he he tweeted that. I can just imagine he's like fringe and neck shaking along to Schism. They're <laughs> like, really can, good band. Really good. I never got into them. Oh, to really? be honest, for me, for me, Tool were a shit version of bands that I liked. Alright, <laughs> oh, right, okay. Like, do, you to like, me, um, do you like I, uh, Perfect Circle? No. I, the only Perfect Circle song I like is the cover they did of Love Song by The Cure, and they fused it with Diary of a Madman by Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. And it was, that is a masterpiece. It's basically the music and chorus lyrics to... Uh, love song by the cure, but the verse lyrics and interludes and acoustic and like instrumental bits of Diary of a Madman by Ozzy Osborne. Yeah. So it starts like a metal song and then when it kicks in it's Love Song by the Cure, which is amazing but with Diary of a Madman's lyrics.
1: Okay. I don't know so if I've heard that.
0: Oh I'll have to I'll have to say it to you. to be honest, you know when you hear a song and it's a live version and you listen to that live version over and over again so then when you hear the studio version, it sounds weird. Yeah. Well, I've never heard any other version apart from the one live version that I've had. Well, okay. So I, I'm thinking that... I'm not saying they only did it once, but I'm saying that only one person got a good recording of it back in the late 90s. Um, yeah, both both of them. I really like both Tool and Perfect Circle. To be honest, like when people... Tool are a band that are... I'm not comparing them in terms of music. I'm comparing them in terms of experience. <laughs> They're a band like Slipknot to me. Back when I was 16, 17, 18 in college, listening to Nippon Death, Nile, Cannibal Corpse, Slayer, and people would say, do you like heavy music? And I'd say yes. They would play me either Lateralist by Tool or they would play me Wait and Bleed by Slipknot. And I'd be like, I've got... Amongst the Catacombs of Nefrankar by Niall. Or <laughs> yeah. I've got Harmony Corruption by Napalm Neath. And they'll be like, that's shit. And, and the problem was I was getting lumped in with the people that liked this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was just, I'm not saying I was more extreme than them. I'm not being elitist. But I did not like what they were listening to. Well, and God. I was tool, forever tool, tool one of those in. bands.
1: They've got a lot of, a lot of shit. But they're good songs I really, really like. I really do. In a perfect circle, I really like their latest album. I went to see them on my birthday two years ago. Yeah, Yeah. I had a, a whole weekend of seeing bands. So the Friday night I went to see Aborted with Ben. Oh. The Saturday night I went to a pub in Perth and there was, you know, um, Nirvana Unplugged in New York. Yeah. There was a cover band and they played that entire album. And then on the Sunday night I went to see
0: A Perfect Circle and that completed my weekend. Right, <laughs> where Where were we? The occult obsession does not end there. Dix had painted many murals on the walls of his home. Including ones of Trump recommending a tool on Spotify, he didn't recommend it.
1: He, they just appeared on Spotify. Then he's claiming
0: he's just—it was just a joke—and I found it hilarious. Did you hear what he said about a uh, a scientist the other day? No. There was a press conference happening, and and there was someone referenced a scientist, and the person they were interviewing said, "Oh yeah, that scientist has uh, contributed to this field of such and such." And Trump interrupted and said, "Basketball player, very short, but still very good." (laughs) You see, (laughs) see the clip of him where um, a woman was speaking
1: at the the microphone stand of the podium bit, right? Yeah, and she was like, "Yes, I self isolated at the weekend. I had a cough. I had a dry fever." Um, a high fever and he was standing behind her and when she said when she said that he just goes uh, no and just turns around and walks away
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's such a prick honestly I was going to say if he was a governor of a small of like if he was a governor of a state or a governor of a small of like or the sheriff of a town it'd be funny the fact he's a leader of the free world is worrying oh, it's crazy isn't it yeah it's
1: crazy and do like I know a lot of people don't like Boris Johnson and how they're dealing with the whole virus thing. And they, I'm not saying they're doing it right, but when he comes out, when they talk, they're talking about like the science is saying this, the science says we do this, the science says we do that, regardless of what we should do. But Trump comes out and is like, we're America, we will defeat this, we are America, we are brilliant, blah, blah, blah. He's not talking, it's just nonsense, really, to me. Anyway.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean you can criticise I mean there's two different uh, threads of criticism. There's the criticism of the Conservative Party and there's the criticism of Trump of uh, Trump fucking out of Boris Johnson and they're two very different things. Yes, exactly. Anyway. Especially yeah. at the minute. Anyway, back to the topic
1: in <laughs> hand. We we should just do a completely random episode one day just about all the stuff we've just gone on tangents on and have opinions
0: on. What I mean, just a conversation.
1: Yes, that's what we're doing anyway, to be honest.
0: Right, yes. where were we? Many murial, murials? Murals on mural, the wall. Mural, not a murial. That's a woman's name. The occult obsession does not end there. Dix had painted many murals on the walls <laughs> of his home. In the bedroom he shared with Hazel, Dix had painted a large mural of Stonehenge, a place he had visited many times. Uh, this site is of great significance in ritual and also intrinsically linked to the summer solstice.
1: Now, when you sent me this... You had notes saying, research sacrifice at Stonehenge. I was like, right, Mm -hmm. fine. That'll be great to look into. So I was like, sacrifices at Stonehenge. The first thing that came up to me, came up on Google search, was there has been no definitive evidence that there was any sacrifices happened at Stonehenge.
0: No, I knew that. Because there was no... but, But it was the links of people wanting to do it, the people pointing towards the fact that would be a good site for it. I knew that it hadn't happened. Well so I went
1: off on a tangent by myself I went I went off piste as, as they say okay so obviously there's loads we can go on to about the summer solstice and the occult and rit- ritualistic sacrifice yes you may think these things happen in more repo- remote parts of the world however in 2015 in Devon a sheep was found in uh, the morning after the summer solstice slaughtered hacked up with its throat slit and dragged around in a circle only known as the circle was made from the sheep's blood
0: Oh fucking hell!
1: Now you may think this was coincidence that it all happened on the summer solstice. However, on the same farm, April eighteenth of the same year, the last full moon, the same farmer found a severed leg of a lamb, never to find the rest of the body. Coincidence? I think maybe.
0: <laughs> it's kind of strange to hear your your future fate spoken out to you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I think if anyone on this podcast or anyone that we knew was going to do a sacrifice of, of any animals, it would be me. More than likely, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, it's sadly it does sound like something I would do. Speaking of lamb, I made a
1: lamb curry last night. It was delicious. Was it good? What what cut of lamb did you use? Um,
0: Morrison's diced lamb. Uh, Morrison's has got a shit hot. Uh, butcher's counter so I, I think of you without that Morrison's Morrison's meat is amazing
1: well because I don't I don't go to Morrison's sorry to cut I don't go to Morrison's but I went to Tesco there was no meat nothing sorry this was a few weeks ago there's now meat in Tesco so I went to Morrison's I was like they might have something all their normal stuff was not there but their butcher section there was loads it was yeah I've had a, a field day in this lockdown where there's people panic buying not a lot of food in the shops I've eaten like a goddamn fucking king <laughs>
0: One thing I will give you about Morrisons is they're not afraid to stock uh, meats that other people would overlook. We've discussed my love of, like, cheeks, like pork cheeks, ox cheeks, things like that in the past. They always have ox cheeks in stock. Also, oxtail. If you have after oxtail for a stew or a soup, Morrisons will have it. Because I think one of the differences, I'm not saying there's no real butchers in Tesco and Asda and things like that however there are real butchers on site at Morrison's and I believe they butcher the animals on site so there's a boy like behind the counter making the joints of meat himself so they're delivering carcasses to the okay. stores rather than prepackaged meat, and you've got to think that must be better.
1: All meat's delicious, cooked right, but um, my yes, dad introduced yes, me My dad introduced me to beef shin. You ever had shin? Oh, oh, shin beef my is God. shin
0: beef is the bollocks. Slow shin, cook. Shin beef, oh. shin beef we, need, we need to kind of like have this conversation off-air so people don't find out about it. Shin beef is also known yeah. as skirt, beef skirt. Is it skirt as well? Because he was saying yeah. skirt's nice as well, but he wasn't sure if it was the same thing. It's, a lot of the time, it's not the same cut, but it is. It's classed as the same cut. You can cook it the same. It's the same. Basically, it's you would call it. If you mean you bought it for a stir fry, I would say this is shitty fatty beef. Yeah. But oh my god, if you slow cook it, it melts in the mouth. shin beef is one of the best things in the world. Yeah. Is it's so flavourful.
1: I only Don't found we, out because I went around to my dad's for curry, and the, just the meat was unbelievable. I was like, "What cut is this?" And he explained it to me. So Morrison's sh- sells shin, mm-hmm. and in a slow cooker, or even just you know boil it
0: for two hours, and whatever you want it's brilliant. If, if you cook it, however you're going to cook it, but uh, you need to remember, you need to remember low and slow. The thing is, however you however you're going to cook shin beef, or even basically the reason why I've gone on to cheeks is because it's hard to find shin beef in the wild. It's hard to find shin beef in restaurants. Oh, definitely. If you go to a good butcher, they'll get you. Yeah, shin beef is what you get from the butcher. If, if I had the option to choose in a restaurant between a beef cheek and shin beef, I would struggle. Oh, no, shin shin's the way forward, man. Shin's good. It, 100%. You know what used to be a really shit-cheap cut of beef? What,
1: shin? Yep. Yeah, but that's, that's the... the... I watch a lot of cooking programs. That's what they're saying. The skill of being a good chef is taking something that is shit cheap and making it taste fantastic. And shin is absolutely fantastic.
0: Shin beef is the bollocks. Honestly, if anyone if anyone's listening, get shin beef, cook it slowly in uh, what in gravy, in water, in gravy, and onions.
1: I made a Greek stew with it. It's called a stifado. It's got a lot of red wine, cinnamon, right. shallots, whole shallots in it. And it's really, really good.
0: Holy music. shit. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. The, the only issue is just like the length of time you need to cook it. You, need, you honestly need to put it on about like two o'clock in the afternoon and we're ready for tea time.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Right. It's phenomenal. Let's, let's get on with this podcast. Speaking of the kitchen. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. In the kitchen was another huge mural of a dragon breathing fire, not exactly setting alarm bells ringing, you know, like everyone likes dragons, Game of Thrones, all that shit. But combining it with the lit candles, the summer solstice date of the murder, the devil salute, it all points towards one thing: that he was a cunt. <laughs> well, well, you, you, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, you are. You're not wrong. Now, these murals have taken months, even years, showing a likely dedication to this murder that had been escalating since day one. One mural being finished days before he committed the murder. It's starting to look like this was a ceremonial death. Another point I need to raise here that I haven't actually written is that one of the murals depicted a naked woman being sacrificed in front of a hooded knife man. Oh, really? Yes, And that's essentially what happened to Hazel. She was killed by a man with a knife. And I didn't want to mention this, but apparently some of the uh, news articles suggested that they'd actually had sex before they chose to watch what was on telly. Wrestling or football, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And basically that would insinuate that she, he might have instigated that to make sure that she was in a certain state of undress to fulfill this mural.
1: Yeah, I I see what you're getting at. Oh, it's fucked
0: up he'd also written references to certain passages of the Bible now this wasn't the Gospels it wasn't Corinthians it was the old nutjob favorite revelations now in this latter chapter of the Bible the end of the world is described notably the Antichrist rising from the abyss in the form of a beast or dragon you know it's it's not great at first the dragon mural in his kitchen Looks like a tacky Chinese poster rip-off. There there is actually Chinese writing underneath it. I don't know if that was intentional, if that was a cover-up. But when you read into this this section of Revelations, it all becomes clearer. One thing to point out with this whole passage is that the Bible is a bit misleading in its descriptions. And details are given out of order. And it's hard to follow. It could be down to old language, dated translation, etc., there's an interesting thing you can find that the english language has a, uh, a certain order that you must give details in it's kind of like size color shape etc etc like you wouldn't say yeah. the you wouldn't say there's a green there's a, there's a, a green big tall dragon you'd say there's a big tall green dragon that, yeah like that a, actually
1: sounds so much better when you said it that way
0: yeah, exactly. If I said if I said if I said there's a red break, there's a red big fire engine, you'd be like, that doesn't sound right. And, yeah, it, yeah. and this is this is only for the English language. This is something that f- uh, non English speakers struggle to get. This is one of the few things that when they're combining adjectives adjectives, is that the right word? When they're combining things basically to say to describe something, there's they, they know they struggle with the fact that there's a there's like an unspoken order or else something inside you says that's wrong.
1: Is this something you learned from your girlfriend? Because I know she deals with language, speech therapy, stuff like that.
0: Maybe. (laughs) Basically, it's like I am the perfect storm of an interest in the English language, an interest in why things are, a psychology degree, an English degree, an English Masters and a speech therapy qualification. That's me and my partner's like educational CVs combined. So I am insufferable at parties, basically. We have noticed. And why am I insufferable at parties? Because I won't shut up about Satanism. Not just parties. You do that on podcasts as well. Exactly. It's fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Basically, right. I've rephrased this entire next section for you. So, essentially. This is Revelations for you. Now, let me move my screen down a little bit to prepare for this. So, basically, there's a beast that comes out of the sea and there's a dragon on the shore waiting for it. The beast looks like a leopard. I've looked this up in the, in the Bible, honestly. The beast looks like a leopard with the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. Again, translation issues, I think, as that's essentially just describing a lion. <laughs> That's true, actually, yeah. But it's a powerful carnivorous
1: carnivorous mammal with claws with the face of another powerful carnivorous mammal with claws and the claws of a slightly
0: different powerful carnivorous mammal. Exactly. I mean, you kind of described the same animal three times. Now, this bear lion leopard, (laughs) which uses the letters B for bear, Alpha lion and alpha leopard, which we could shorten to Bell, you know that'd work. Yes, is pretty important in this section of the Bible, and for it refers to the end of the world. So let's call this creature Bellend. Ah, I see what you did there. (laughs) Yeah. Now Bellend is a chubby cat coming out of the sea, with seven heads and ten horns and all that. It's starting to sound a little less lion-like now. Now, Belend starts chillaxing with the beach dragon. Now, this dragon is a very powerful creature. He's massively important, so he deserves a name as such. Let's call him Keith. <laughs> now, Keith and Belend are on the beach. Sounds good to me. And Keith is like, here, have some of my power. It's great, by the way. Have a sit in the throne. You'll feel like a boss. It's brilliant. So all the folks at the seaside are in awe of Keith and Belend and start to worship them both now they worship Keith because he's so powerful and they worship Belen because he's been given the power kind of makes sense yeah now the people start asking like who is like the beast who can wage war against it now I wasn't sure whether this was a rhetorical question or you know going back to bible times maybe they just wanted to see the new pal get get into a fight and batter someone but at this point, Bellend gets a new mouth. And I'm th- and I'm thinking it's going to be like a double mouth, like the xenomorph in Alien. And hmm. he starts to blaspheme to exercise its authority. Now, Bellend is basically going round with his double mouth and saying that God's a dick, all his pals are dicks, and heaven is a shithole. It's not good. No, it's not good at all. So at this point, he was then given the power to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority over every tribe, people, language and nation. So that's fucking... covers everything, really. Pretty much everything. Yeah. Now, that's phrased a little bit different than what you might have read before. For example, when you've been in a cheap hotel, all pissed up, no phone battery, reading the end of the world bits from the Gideon Bible in the bedside table. Or, perhaps that's just me.
1: Not perhaps, that's 100% just you. But... (laughs) Should we get this a bit more accurate with it, you know, so now you've laid out the whole overall story, let's get a bit more accurate.
0: Okay, should we go through this sentence at a time?
1: Yeah, so explain to me, and I saw the beast coming out of the sea.
0: Right then, back to the Dick's household. Uh, In the kitchen mural, the beast is there, and from the one blurry picture I've seen, it does look like it's in front of water. There's a drawing of a a dragon and there's you could argue that it's either grass or sea behind it, so I'll give you that one.
1: So what about it had ten horns and seven heads, with ten crowns on its horn, and on each a blasphemous name.
0: Now, I'll give you that. In this one it does sound like a bit like a child's written it. I think I think again this could be due to the translation the age of the language that's originally used, but it's a bit like, and then there was this, and then there was that, and then, and then, it's like when a five-year-old's telling you a story. It's like, but, dude, where's my car? Well, exactly, yeah. But no back, more, i dead. I, knew, I knew you'd bring that up. Sorry. <laughs> but, <They're laughs> no, racist, but yeah. Uh, back to the podcast, the dragon in the mural doesn't have seven heads, but it does have ten horns. Whoa. I've counted them. Maybe this was an artistic choice, but given the fact that he was writing references to exact passage of the Bible, it seems a bit much to be a coincidence. It's not like I've had to count two of the horns of the ears. You know, like, there's literally yeah. ten spikes off the top of this dragon's head. And why would you do that if you weren't referencing something? Because two of them look forced. Okay, okay, okay.
1: So who is like the beast? Who can wage war against
0: it? Well, exactly. Now, at this point, I'm going to add a little bit of opinion in here. It could be argued if Dix had delusions believing he'd been given power or uh, a role by the third party, now remembering this man's got a schizoaffective disorder, then you, that would explain the significance of the beast and the dragon. Uh, and also the fact that he committed murder and had been released it made him think that he would have got away with it or that he can't be beaten which lines up with the fact of who can wage war against it. You know, it's kind of all supporting the fact that he believes he can't be beaten and mm-hmm. the reason why he was so calm after murdering Hazel is because he thought he was getting away with it and this is why he didn't try to flee. Or he just wanted to
1: watch the Man United game on TV. He might have
0: wanted to watch the wrestling. Roman Reigns, eh? Well, 1999—that's the height of the. That's the height of Stone Cold Steve Austin, isn't it? The the attitude era, I think. I don't actually know. He, he uh, his first question in court was, "Can you smell what the rock is cooking?"
1: <laughs> so, one more bit I need you to explain to me. Go on. The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies.
0: Well, yeah, I looked into this, and it's a bit of conjecture. But you're listening for the amateur psychology, aren't you? Really? I mean, that's what sets us apart from the other podcasts. Uh, If he's living a lie, and manipulating everyone in his social circle, and his new family, surely that can be attributed to him as well. The blasphemy is him living a life like a responsible, caring person, when in actual fact he's planning this murder. He's blaspheming in the fact that he is uh, swearing to do God's work, as in to be a good person, but he's actually planning on killing the person that he's married.
1: Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see, see. So one question yeah is this a link you've put together from what you've seen or is this is this what the family found this is me this is you just going off on a tangent
0: and a little a little little, little bit of one of an interview with one family member <laughs> so do we think he'd be planning the murder yes 100% the
1: beast was given a month to utter proud words and blasphemies and to a exercise
0: a mouth a mouth, a mouth
1: the beast was given a a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise his authority for 42 months.
0: Now, this is a bit of an arbitrary amount of time, but following off my discussion regarding the calendar at the end of the last episode, perhaps Agnes had some significance in those days. Incidentally, I found out it's three and a half years. We didn't discuss it in the last episode. Okay, episode before the last episode. (laughs) Where we
1: went on a big tangent where we argued about daylight times and stuff.
0: Exactly. Now, this is where it starts to get sinister. I mean, as if it wasn't sinister before. The time taken to paint the dragon mural, which was, if you argue it, could potentially be a self-portrait of sorts. Yes, you could argue that from what you've been saying, yes. From start to finish was 42 months. Oh. And as mentioned before, within days of finishing this... He was savagely stabbing his wife to death before dismembering her body on the kitchen floor. Okay. To reiterate, forty-two months, as mentioned in the Bible, was the time from when he was released on licence to when he killed Hazel. Oh, this is—it's coming together nicely, isn't it? Exactly. The family believe this had been planned since day one, possibly conceived during his previous two decades in prison. An expert on the forensic analysis of paintings and artwork in relation to crimes studied all the murals in the house and she said that undeniably this was the most powerful case of premeditation she had ever seen. During his trial, the court heard how Dick suffered from schizopsychotic affective disorder and brain damage causing disinhibition and impulsive violence. Which we talked about in the first episode, didn't we? exactly yeah a yeah. bit of a callback there well, I see what you did there well done thank you on 16th of December 2005 Dix pleaded guilty to murder and was given a full life sentence one of less than only 75 people in the UK to be sentenced to be held in prison until they die yeah viewed as being too dangerous to be released he was sent to the high security Ashwood hospital where he remains to this day that's crazy isn't it it's, it's madness it's like basically they've if you think of society as a whole they've picked out a person that cannot that cannot participate in society that much that he just started like killing people and they've just plucked him out and said right you're not allowed to be in this bit you have to go in this bit now and they've just put him in he's not allowed to play out anymore he's yeah. just like in a different part of society and it's 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 mad i mean i don't want to sound like i'm arguing for the death penalty because i don't agree with the death penalty but you've got to think like if he's been held in a psychiatric prison hospital until he dies then is it his fault you start to argue whether that's is it really his fault is he a victim of his own circumstances is he a victim of his own condition Did he know right from wrong? You know, it's really, really nuanced and it's a difficult conversation to have.
1: Can can I put a controversial opinion out
0: there? Yes.
1: This guy has admitted to murder. Yes. The second time, definitely. The first time he was a bit iffy about it. Yes. He is in prison or hospital for the rest of his life. He's not going to come out. Yep. He is never, ever going to contribute to society in any way, shape or form.
0: Correct. Yep. Kill him. There is that argument, but the fact is that well whilst... It's not my
1: opinion. It's just it's just, I'm just putting it out there.
0: No, no. no I know that. I mean... The, Pro-life. The... Pro-choice. I, stu- I studied... I studied... Uh, capital punishment. I studied a lot of dicks as well, but yeah. in between that, I managed to squeeze in some capital punishment. It'd
1: be a bit and... funny if you said you managed to squeeze in some
0: dicks. <laughs> but... Uh... The capital punishment. One of the aims of capital punishment is deterrence and also uh, rehabilitation. Yeah. So whilst you whilst the death penalty is a, is a big deterrence, there's no there's a, an absolute zero on the rehabilitation aspect of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now now whilst you can't you can't get this person to be a fully functioning, free roaming member of society. If you could perhaps get him to be a medicated, fully functional member of an inmate society. Because if you refer back to what you were saying before about his condition, he becomes impulsively violent when he stops taking his medication. So if you can keep him on his medication as it's forced, like if he doesn't take it, he gets it by... Intravenous methods or whatever he gets put into, you know, the soul making him take it. Then perhaps you could argue that he's going to be quite a productive member of society in a mental institution, in yeah. a psychiatric hospital. I see
1: that, but you know, that's my tax money that's been wasted there.
0: Exactly, but you, I mean, it's not a waste if he's keeping a life. I mean, if <sighs> this person's taken two lives, taking a third life isn't gonna, isn't gonna take that away. If you can make this person help, two wrongs uh, don't you make can, a right. No, exactly. If you can rehabilitate this person, and the main thing about this person, I think, is you need to control his medication. Yeah. Uh, That's how you control him. If you can control his medication to be regular enough in that you can control his behaviour, you could even use him to uh, possibly be a bit of a ward ward father in the mental institute. A bit
1: like um, Ed Kemper.
0: Yes, that's that's, uh, probably a, a A slightly different but better example. Yeah. If you can choosing to be a model a model inmate, then that will solve that problem. That's gonna be that's gonna be that done.
1: And just for the record, I wasn't suggesting that he needs to be killed or capitally punished. Is that is that the way you would say it? I was just putting it out there. Yeah. And while we're on the um location of high security Ashworth Hospital. Do you yeah. know who else has been or is currently being held in the same place? Well
0: interestingly of no because that's quite near me actually.
1: Well, we've got one that you'll know. I think yeah. he's dead. I'm just gonna read it now. Yes, he died in two thousand seventeen as Ian Brady. Really? Yep. Ian Brady Moore's murders. because yeah, he was in strange ways for a while. And the other one you'll know maybe with a different name but his name now is Charles Salvador.
0: Yes! My good my, my good boy.
1: <laughs> my, my good Charlie, friend. Charlie Bronson. Jig, big child Bronson. There you go. A big chisel bay. That just shows me how horrible the nature of Dix's
0: crimes um, really was. If he's getting well, put exactly. in this, this place the with these it. people. Definitely. I mean, the, the thing is Charles Bronson's almost the victim of his own success. In a way, he's essentially only guilty of attacking prison prison officers. <laughs> that's like that's like a sad thing to say. Yeah, he did a couple of armed robberies, but the majority of his crimes have been whilst in prison. Oh yeah, yeah, he's the most UK's most violent prisoner or something. But he's not. He's but he's not the UK's most violent person who's been imprisoned. No, 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 but. Most violent prisoner. The only thing I remember because, about that film, right? I don't remember the film at all.
1: All I remember is he just painted himself black and just attacked people. That's the only thing I remember. The whole film was just him going, painting himself in black or shit, whatever it was, and just
0: screaming. That's the whole film. Well, that that was like one. That was like the end of the film. But basically, oh. all he wanted was notoriety.
1: Yeah, and he's bloody got it.
0: Exactly. Now back to the story. Now, if we go back to when to Dixie's first encounter with the legal system. How, in the 1970s, could you track and monitor the behaviour and symptoms of someone suffering from mental disorder who is moving from town to town? I mean, a lot can be done with the benefit of hindsight. You could have more stringent psychiatric testing before release, longer sentencing, stricter licensing conditions for released prisoners. But this was seemingly uh, a well-adjusted man being released into a support network of his wife, his actual legal wife... Her son, his friend Adam, that was proved by legal records, and their family—you couldn't argue with that. There's a lot to be said about looking at things with
1: hindsight. We're looking at this <laughs> thing. This could have been avoided. This could have that. In many, many cases, it's the same. But if we've probably met a lot of people who we think that's that person's maybe a bit off. That guy's a bit of a dick. And that could lead to much further consequences, and we've done nothing about it.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and, and I think that a lot of these. Uh... I think a lot of people who've met that we thought were, thought were a bit odd haven't even come up on this radar and this is a whole other category of people and that we've missed exactly yeah I mean it's likely that it's likely that any psychiatric evaluations he received would have simply helped him mask his symptoms you know if the first one he have encountered do you feel like this yes oh right well then next time I'll say no and it would have just helped him further trick the authorities and further trick his wife and her family into allowing him to assimilate into their lives. Now, allowing his murderous intent to lay dormant for then dicks to execute this druid, bullshit, pseudo-satanic, brutal murder, and to deprive another family of a much-loved mother. It's just, I don't want to say it's unavoidable, but in this case, I don't think a lot could have been done. No, um, not
1: really. No, looking at what we've discussed over the last two episodes, no, not a lot could have been done.
0: Definitely not. I mean, for anyone pointing towards that it's that anything that he did was satanic, it's not. Because no, it it
1: doesn't seem as satanic at
0: all. It might have an, an occult aspect to it, but it's certainly not satanic. Not one thing has he done suggests it's satanic. So that's, if anything, it's more pagan than anything with the druid links, but. At the end of the day, how much can you help a loner who doesn't want to be helped? Well, James, aren't you in a
1: prime position to answer that?
0: <laughs> no, I'm fine, thanks. I don't need any assistance. <laughs> exactly my point.
1: So this this, this dude Glen Glenn Glenn. Glenn. Glenn because when you when you first mentioned to me, I was like I was trying to Google Glenn Dix or like and spelling it Dix D I C K S and I was like, Who is this person? But then I've got GlenDix D G L Y yeah. N D
0: I X S. No D I X.
1: D I X. That makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. It's an absolutely XS,
0: um, it'd be Dixies.
1: <laughs> it's, it's an absolutely fantastic story. Yeah, so, I sorry, I was fantastic
0: uh, and interesting. Not well, people were murdered. Yeah, thank you. I mean, obviously, it goes without saying that it's like our sympathies with the families, especially with like it's relatively recent and I mean, even Peter Overbury's family is still alive and well. So, it goes without saying that we're not celebrating this at all. We're just trying to educate the public about it. But really, it's a a fascinating case. Especially with like the recent nature of it. I mean, it's madness. It is absolutely crazy town Like there's there's no there's no entry on, on Murderpedia about it, there's very few. There's a couple of documentaries in the UK about it but that that's it and there's a lot of documentaries on British television are very emotive and a lot of them are kind of related to how willing the victim's family are to speak
1: do you think he's not on Murderpedia because it's I, I don't know, I, I don't do a lot of searching on Murderpedia but because he's not Technically like a serial killer, he's he's had a condition which has made him kill, if that makes sense.
0: To be honest, I think he's literally down to an internet feat of he's not featured that much in results. Okay. I because if you look at it on paper he's killed two people. He's I just don't think he comes up that much when you on like whatever they're searching for. So is this is this Dix guy still alive? Oh yeah, he's still in prison
1: well right so he's not one of these ones that died or got murdered in prison no no, no. It's, it's it's been a fucking interesting story it was just it seemed like a normal story until you get into the, all the occult nonsense
0: exactly it's brilliant
1: isn't it yeah so well done for your research you can tell you're on Thank lockdown because you're like I've done this I've done fucking 15 pages I've done this I've done this I've done this, I've
0: done this. <laughs> exactly no, it's been good. Uh, allowing his um, murderous intent to live dormant for dicks and execute is dreadful bullshit pseudo-satanic murder and to probably another family of a much-loved mother. We're basically back to serial killers for a while? Yeah. I would say, I would say we are back to serial killers for a while and it's just... It's, it's what we've made a name from and it's just what works better for us.
1: A fucking huge name.
0: Exactly. Because it's got so many words in it.
1: Um... <laughs> So yeah, I think Scottish serial killer next I believe, but we'll, we'll, ah, who cares you'll see, you'll find out
0: Yeah, you'll find out, I mean we've, we've got an idea of what we're doing next and we're going to uh... the problem is, a lot of these you read into the fact that you think they're interesting and you read into them and then you realise that they're quite straightforward and whilst they are very brutal and they're very grim and everything, you realise that it's not essentially very entertaining the story of the A to Z of them and it's just not doesn't make a good podcast so hopefully the next one we bring you will will be as good as this one you've just listened to if you guys want to follow us on social media
1: Facebook we're a bloody mess Twitter um, bloody mess underscore podcast is that right? there's an underscore in there somewhere Instagram where we do most of our work is a bloody mess podcast we have a listeners group and um, it's just yep. basically full of memes at the moment and that is a bloody mess podcast listeners group. Correct. The problem we're finding is we're retaining listeners. People are listening every week or every two weeks but we're not the number. The numbers oh, aren't going, going up. To, thank you. So just share tell your friends who's interested in nonsense especially during a lockdown. People want to listen to nonsense. Tell your friends share us write a review Give us five star rain, one star rain. Just give us a rain. Just do what you want. Get in touch.
0: The, the, the more you interact, the more we'll get recommended to other people, so it's, it's worth doing.
1: It's nice as well. Send us pictures of your dogs,
0: dogs and cats and birds. If you have a bird, I would mainly, love to see a picture of a pet. Bird. Mainly dogs. I don't like cats. I don't if like you, cats. If you've got mainly a pet dogs. bird, I would love to see a picture of that and and their name.
1: And also, I just out of my own curiosity. If you weren't a fan of the cults or torture series, send us a message and let us know why. The listens were, were fine all the way through. It's not like we've lost listens, but just give us an opinion. Let us know what we're doing also right or wrong. if you've
0: got a bird and you can make it speak in my accent, I will give you £1,000. So, I would love <laughs> to hear a parrot say things in a Lancashire accent. That would be amazing. So, if you can do that, uh, hit me up. I want a Lancashire hotpot. Maybe not like that, but you know, we'll see what we can do. Apart from that, um, I think we shall see you
1: later, motherfuckers. Goodbye.
2: You've been listening to another great podcast from the Fair City Podcast Network, a group dedicated to connecting and developing podcasts. Check out fcpod.net for more great podcasts and content.